Live from the Centennial State, this is the Career Conversation Podcast, where you take control of your future and gain the confidence you need to reach your career goals. Hosted by Ryan Seeley, partner of industry for the Cherry Creek School District. Each week, I will bring you bite-sized conversations from real people working within real careers. Subscribe now so you don't miss any of the action. Welcome to the Career Conversation Podcast. This week, I am joined by my new friend and cybersecurity expert, Angelique Napoleon, or within the cybersecurity world, also known as Q. Angelique is a Solutions Director and Cyber Capability Lead for GDIT, or General Dynamics Information Technology, in Washington, D.C. For 26 years, she has supported the United States government and commercial clients within intelligence, cybersecurity engineering, and C-suite capacities. Angelique develops holistic solutions which build on the foundation for cyber resiliency and provides penetration testing, cyber threat intelligence, and system security engineering solutions for a variety of clients. She is an Air Force veteran and supports mentorship programs and initiatives for transition military members and their families looking to enter the cybersecurity field. She is also co-founder and chairwoman of the board for the Cybersecurity Divas. We are beyond lucky to have Angelique join us here on the Career Conversation Podcast. Angelique, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. I know you've traveled to come and be with us at the CCIC, and I'm excited to, to share your story. Before we jump into your what uh, is an impressive career with GDIT, can you give the students of Cherry Creek Innovation Campus an idea on kind of what your high school experience was like growing up? Maybe classes you enjoyed, subjects you excelled at, and any experiences that prepared you for your career within cyber? I attended high school in New Mexico, and I was fortunate enough to be in a gifted program where I attended college courses my freshman year. So from the ninth grade through 12th, I was attending the University of New Mexico for nuclear physics. I wanted to be a nuclear physicist, the next Robert Oppenheimer, until um, my mom pointed out that there wasn't a lot of longevity or a lot of career opportunities. And my senior year, I got in a car accident, so I lost my scholarship, and I had to rethink where I was gonna go and what I was gonna do, and I was offered the opportunity to join the military after my accident, and I joined the United States Air Force as a battle manager, so I flew on AWACS, JSTARS, Compass Call, and Air Force One. Wow, that is amazing. Um, so you you were on a certain career path, and then it changed. Yeah, it um, did. Yeah. That's, I, I hope kids hear that, because sometimes as a counselor, I moved out of a role as a counselor into partner of industry, and I would always advise kids, like, be open to what changes. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you may know exactly what you want to do right now, but that can change really easily. Right. And if you stay rigid in those beliefs and aren't willing to move, it can have uh, consequences. um, My parents didn't want to pay for the college because I didn't stick with band and I didn't stick with other things throughout high school. So my mom felt that she would mortgage her house and I would change majors like my friends had. And I just decided that nuclear physics was great and I didn't take the degree. 
I just took those credits and I transferred them to the University of Tokyo. My first duty station was in Japan and I learned Japanese and I started working with the Japanese Air Force as a liaison. So it helped me mm -hmm. to take that college education. But I think I was very fortunate at a time where our high school was venturing out into trying new things, putting gifted students and students who had the scholastic aptitude to take college courses while you were doing the high school work. So I think I was different. I was in school 12 hours a day. So I took a zero hour and a seventh hour course. Plus I went to the University of New Mexico because my mom felt that if I was engaged in school, I wouldn't get pregnant. So many of my classmates, we had 40 girls end up pregnant after our freshman year. So out of 200 students having that many pregnant girls, my mom got scared and she said, I know how you are, you lack common sense, you need some street smarts. So she made sure that I was engaged in school. And that's all I did until I got into my car accident for stupid reasons. Another podcast. Yeah, ditching <laughs> didn't pay off that day. So it was a big lesson. It, it made me grow up joining the military. I think that was the best thing I did because I still got my education. I still got to see the world. I still got to have some really unique opportunities, but it made me grow up. And I still got to... Go to, I got to go to schools around the world, and that's what I love about GDIT. They paid for my education. So if I, I, in high school, you thought you wanted to go one route. You get out of high school, you want to do another route. I'm curious, a key event that caused you to pursue this career, I mean, you may have just hit on it with your car accident, but I'm curious, is there, was there an event or anything that happened that said, this is the route I'm going to go? When I was stationed in Japan, I had a coworker upload child pornography and I it was an additional duty for me he assigned it to me knowing I didn't know the basics and it annoyed me for the first time in my career I didn't have the basic training to go in and audit and do things so I started taking classes through the Air Force at lunch and I learned how to audit machines someone told me there's something on there that you should go look at they knew the person and that day changed the rest of my life and the rest of my career so because of the actions of one person, it forced me to learn to audit. I brought it to the commander's attention and he insisted that I go on some early forensics training and I was trained by the Office of Special Investigations on how to do investigations and how to do auditing and it just opened up a whole new career for me. I still had to fly, I still had to do my day job, but this was an additional duty and it became my passion. I did 10 years in the Air Force and then I got out and. Here we are today. I never thought I would make this a career. I wanted to be a lawyer. <clears throat> the, one of the ideas of this podcast is that we can bring on people from dynamic industries to talk to them and hear their real stories. Kids in high school kind of have the access to their parents and then of their teachers, right? Mm -hmm. And so teachers do a great job delivering curriculum, but we can't get dynamic. And so bringing industry in is important to me and to our school. And so I, I pose this question for the kind of the kids out there who are unsure about what they want to do as a career. Do you have any advice for them that may have worked for you as you moved through your life? Like kids in high school kind of thinking, I, maybe I think I want to know what I want to do, but not sure. From your vantage point in the journey you've walked, what, do you, what advice do you offer that student? Make sure you do something that pleases you, that excites you every day. If you get up and going to work is a drag and you think God work sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. Make sure that it excites you. The day it stops exciting you, you need to find something new. And I've worked for a number of companies and organizations around the world. And I found that 
GDIT was one of the companies that I came back to. I worked for them for a period of time. I left and I went in a different direction with the intelligence organizations that I support. And I came back because I liked the family. I liked the challenges and I loved the leadership. I loved that they had women in charge and I loved that they said, what excites you? How can we keep you engaged? How do we keep people like you in our company? And that's what makes it exciting. So if it's not exciting and it's not fun and it doesn't draw you, then don't do it. Yeah. Don't waste your money. Don't waste your parents' time and money. Do what excites you. That's what I tell my son. If we wanted you to be a doctor, we wanted you to have a six-figure income, he likes cars and trucks. I love what you have here with your automotive program. Mm. I wish he would have had something like that because I think he would have taken his education in a different track. So do what excites you. It's not about money. Money will come in time. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> I'm going to get a, I imagine a lot of kids are going to listen to this because when I put the title out, it's going to be about cybersecurity and national defense and things like that. So for the students listening and they are interested in a career path in cyber. So these are kids who want to pursue cyber. They're listening to this podcast. Advice you can give those students as they per- kind of pursue this career, um, classes they can take in high school, um, experiences they can get involved with. Um, you guys are obviously here for a reason, so I'd be curious from your standpoint of GDIT. We have and- a great apprenticeship. We have mentorship programs. We have opportunities. Look at GDIT. We build submarines. We build ships. We build aircraft. We build radars. We support the national security apparatus. It's where do you want to fit and making those right choices early on in your life, making sure you don't get into car accidents where the judge says you have a week to pick a service or we pick it for you. Um, Make sure that you don't get involved in drugs. Make sure that you're careful about who you associate with because guilty guilt by association does follow you. Making those right choices. If the military is for you, I, you know, go to the military, come to GDIT when you're done. We have a skill bridge program where we take military veterans and we bridge them over and we give them a new career, or maybe it's an extension of their old career, but we offer those opportunities. GDIT has so many opportunities. I wouldn't stay if I didn't believe in the company and I didn't believe in mentorship. I think in cybersecurity, there's so many opportunities. You have a great program here. I'm really impressed with it. I think that the kids that are attending your program here should look at the basics, you know, learn, if you like video game programming, learn what that program, learn what Xbox is programmed with, learn what drives you. I love what you had to say about our program here. Um, for, this, for the students out there, um, GDIT came into the CCIC um, really interested in our cybersecurity program. And then you guys did a pretty heavily curriculum review of what kids can access through our cyber program. After seeing that, would you say that students that go through that pathway have good opportunity to get into GDIT? We've talked about different things you guys have within your company, um, looking at maybe trying to build some things to involve more students. I'm just curious, would you say kids going through cybersecurity, it's a quality program that would tee them up nicely for a career within, say, defense or GDIT? Yes, I think it's a great start. I think that you give a good foundation so they're not wasting their time. They're not wasting their high school years. I think that it puts them in a really good spot to make some good money when they get out and have a fulfilling career in life. Absolutely. Okay, so now we're going to get into some nitty-gritties, and I know that you can't talk about everything, and that's okay, but I'm curious, within your role, 
Um, I believe your role is Solutions Director and Cybersecurity or Cyber Capability Lead with GDIT. And while I introduced you as um, Angelique Napoleon, your uh, nickname is Q. Mm -hmm. So um, Q, I would be curious, what does your day-to-day look like? Like, what do you do every day? And what problems do you try and solve? I currently support CISA doing cyber exercises. Um, We handle exercises that deal with elections, with private companies. We've supported the NFL and other organizations that have come to CISA asking for help to prepare their cyber hygiene for their organization. I do a lot of mentorship in the company. I do a lot of requirements reviews. I do proposals. I help my boss, this the chief technology officer for our organization, do um, policy review. So it's busy. No one day looks the same. I wish I could say like Tuesday I do this or Wednesday I do this. And it's meeting with different people and trying to get a perspective on how our company can help them grow and advance their cyber posture. So no one day looks the same. Wish it did. Yeah, that may be a good thing, though. I mean, it I is. Think I'm not bored. Kids coming into cyber, I think they don't want to work that routine desk job. They want to be challenged daily yep. with different problems and um, different problems to attack. Um, different and, personalities. Yeah, yeah. Cybersecurity is mostly person dealing with people's personalities and perceptions. What has been your biggest, say, success working within cybersecurity intelligence? Is there any specific project or product that you can speak about that you've been involved with that you can kind of speak to the students of CCIC that would be interesting? Um, And again, I know you can't talk about a lot of stuff, so I'd be curious on what you could talk about and you can offer anything. I supported the War on Terror for 20 years. I did a lot of cool cyber things and built a lot of cool applications that helped win the war. Um, I've done work for commercial, on the commercial side. I've worked with automobile companies in securing cars. I've worked with medical um, companies in securing diabetic devices. As a diabetic, I wanted to make sure no one could hack into my devices and kill me. So I've loaned my expertise to a number of organizations. Prior to coming here, I was consulting with professional sports teams that I'm not allowed to disclose on arena security and personnel security. Gosh. So it's been fun. I've had a great career. Um, I'm hoping to mentor the next round of cyber warriors. We had the talk earlier about how we're aging and we don't have people behind us. And at the ripe old age of 48, I've come to the conclusion that I don't have too many cycles left. And this is a hard career. When people get into it, I don't think they understand. It's a lot of long days and a lot of long nights. But if you love what you do, it doesn't really, it doesn't seem like time. I woke up and I've been doing this for 26 years. And I would like to think that I'm going to retire to a beach somewhere with a margarita, but I'm probably not. I'm probably going to keep consulting and I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. But I want to keep mentoring and bringing in that fresh group of eyes and ears because I think we need it across the country, not just in our company. There's a good good term I heard uh, a friend of mine use, actually is the mayor of Greenwood Village, and he said, in life, your 20s are where you earn, or I'm sorry, 20s are where you learn. Mm-hmm. Your 30s, 40s, and 50s are where you earn. So you spend all this time learning, here's where you earn it, and then really your 60s, 70s, 80s are where you return. 
and it's not returning the capital that you've made, but it's returning the knowledge that you had to the generation coming up. And I always thought that was something really cool that he said, and that's exactly what I think you're I've been mentoring for to. a long time. I've been doing it for about 15 years. I had a health scare, and one of the things that woke me up, I was dying of cancer, and I was under my desk literally dying, and my boss crawled under with me, and he said, who did you mentor? He said, who's going to step in your shoes while you get better? And I told him I didn't mentor anyone, and I felt that if I shared my knowledge, they would replace me with someone younger, cheaper, cuter, better, whatever. And he said, that is the worst outlook. You're going to kick cancer's ass, he said, but you're going to start mentoring people, and you need to share what you know, because you're worth more to an organization when you share your knowledge. He said, don't ever take the my rice bowl approach, he said, because you've Mm -hmm. cost programs a lot of time and money because you got sick and you didn't mentor anyone, so... While I was going through therapy, I had to mentor and train people, and I worked harder doing that, and he said, lesson learned, don't do that. So when I left that company that day, I said, I've got to train as many people, and I have a cybersecurity nonprofit called the Cybersecurity Divas, and what we do is we mentor and we offer free training and certification to people who are wanting to come into the field, not just through the GDIT pipeline, but through other walks of life. So I have finance, oil, and gas, and we're based out of Houston. Man, bravo to you. That's amazing. How do you sleep? I'm like, where, I, do, you, where do you get your sleep at? I, I don't sleep. That's why I look like a raccoon all the time. Lots of makeup, but <clears throat> sleep when you're dead. I could be off on this, but um, it seems from the outside, I have a few friends I work with in the defense industry, uh, friends who work with uh, Raytheon and Ball and Lockheed, but it, it feels, and I could be wrong on this, so the question is going to come, but it feels like you know, the defense intel industry is, is heavy on the male-dominated side. Is that true? And for the females out here listening, could you speak to them? Because I think we live in a different day these days, and we need to talk about that because we need to talk about um, bringing in our females into uh, certain careers that may have grown a reputation of being only for men. Um, and so I'd be curious if I'm accurate on that, if I'm not accurate on that, and then things you can speak to within the industry to maybe inspire some of our females. I saw that getting out of the military, uh, leaving active duty, I was one of the only females for a long time. And you had to be gritty and you had to be aggressive and you had to stand your ground. And that's how I earned my reputation that you weren't going to push me over. We sometimes had to be people that we traditionally weren't. I like to say I'm not a jerk all the time, but I had to for my job. I've seen it change a lot in the past five years. We're seeing more women in power. You can see that at GDIT, our CEO and our president, and we have a lot of executive vice presidents and vice presidents who are women. So that's what attracted me to that company, that they were forward leaning and that they were forward thinking that it's not just a male dominated role. If you look at the industries that we service, shipbuilding, traditionally male, aircraft manufacturing, traditionally male. And when I worked in those industries, I was the only woman, sometimes and the only minority at the table. So that was the fuel and the antithesis for the cybersecurity divas. And in my personal journey, my why was to bring more women into the forefront. I want to see more women. I want to see more men. I want a diverse culture at the table, not just men and women. I want to see transgender. I want everybody to feel like they can contribute in cybersecurity. We have that at GD. I love all of our groups that we have. We have so many groups 
for people to feel like they belong. And all of the companies I've worked for, that was the one ingredient they were missing. They may have paid well. They may have sent me to really cool places and you know let me rent exotic cars. That's great. But if I looked around the table, I didn't see other people like me. And that's important. We want to be with people who look like us, who think like us. And it's just the diversity. And I want to see more women in a power state. Yeah. Bravo to um, GDIT and, and your movement in that arena. I know that is something that we keep an eye out quite a bit for. We talk about quite a bit. Um, we don't want to get stuck in the old stereotypes, especially when things are changing in the real world. And there's only way we can... Um, get that information out is hearing from people like you who can speak to that boots on the ground piece of this is what's going on within our organization. So I really thank you for that. Um, I would ask what advice you would offer females, but it sounds like you kind of talked about some of those talked about, you know, coming into this industry and, um, you know, maybe, um, being able to, well, I don't know how I describe Find it. Find a mentor. Find a mentor. You need a champion. We all need a champion. When I mentor people, it's not for a session. It's not for the year that they're a, a apprentice or part of our mentorship program. I mentor people for life. Yep. I still have the same friends I had when I was in kindergarten. I believe that throughout our career, we need that cheerleader, that person that we can bounce those good ideas off. So look for a strong female mentor. Um, create a LinkedIn profile, reach out, do some homework on who's leading here in the Colorado area. I worked for a fantastic woman named Kathy Bow, who owns Bocor here in Colorado Springs. She was a great mentor. There are a lot of good local people here that you can reach out to. GDIT as a partner, we would love to mentor more and more people. The more people you throw, the more people we've got. Yeah. Well, we I think we've had some great conversations today and yeah. laid some good foundation i think for uh, uh what appears to be a, a partnership in the making and um, perhaps those could be something that our um, our female students tap into once we get this thing structured um, but for the, the the students at um, ccic and the entire cherry creek school district um, we are we are working on something pretty cool with um, general dynamics information technology gdit um, and their involvement here at the ccic so look for some more things to come um, I truly appreciate your time today, your whole team's time to come out to the CCIC, to, to travel to our school because of what we're doing here, provide us uh, you know, some consulting on what we're doing within our curriculum, but then also perhaps expanding a partnership to involve opportunities for kids. Um, and so I thank you for your time, your interest in the, our school. And I guess my parting question would be, uh, I'd be curious on just your, your impression of the Innovation Campus and then just general advice you have for kids coming up and maybe attending the Innovation Campus. I love this campus. I love what you're doing and the message and the training that you're putting forward. I think that the city has a great deal to do with your success and we would love to be part of that successful journey with you. Um, for the kids, follow your dreams. I know it sounds cheesy, but do what excites you, do what thrills you. Don't do anything for the money. The money comes later. And if you're blessed to do with, do what you love in your career, the money will come. It's great advice. Q, thank you for your time. Thank you for your service to our country. I'm a huge patriot. I still believe we live in the greatest country that this we world do. has ever seen. And so thank you for continuing to protect us and our freedom here in America. Thank you for having us. We have had a great time. I look forward to coming back. We'll record next time you're out. All right. Sounds good. All right.